combination of velvety soft bath hands and some real thud in the back, leading to moments like this and McConaughey, and he's snaking his way through, and in Clark to Glanville, fucking a singer is standing, waiting, pouncing. Big Joel makes his a double. Oh, he's gone through on his own. Josh Matabesi, ender of worlds, destroyer of walls. Spencer whips it away. Beautifully done. Gavin scored. The two young bucks who underline their love of this place earlier in the week. Orlando Bailey and Max Ajomo conspire in thrilling fashion. Two Young Bucks conspiring in our brand new intro and Two Young Bucks back for season five of the Bath Rugby Plug. Hello and welcome. My name is Gabriel and I'm joined as ever by my good friend, fellow Bath fan and fellow Young Buck, Tom. Tom, how are you? Good, mate. Yes, season five. It's absolutely madness. Not feeling like such a such a Young Buck anymore, but... um. Yeah, it's been a long and arduous pre-season in the in the forty degree heat, but I'm I'm full of energy and and I'm ready to go. Full of energy, brought to you by, as I say, a brilliant a brilliant intro. I hope uh, intro. I hope you enjoyed that, listeners, and a huge thank you to Matt Clark and Matt Clark's son, who uh, friends of the podcast, who have been uh, influential in in making that new intro. I would love to say me and Tom um, had lots to do with it. I had more to do with it than Tom, and I had very little to do with it. So that just about says it all. I just kept adding commentary clips. I mean, that's why it's a minute long because we just couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't take any of them out. And uh, Josh Matavesi, if you're listening, destroyer of worlds, uh, destroyer of walls, ender of worlds. How you, how you enjoyed that one? Absolutely fantastic, Tom. As you say, season five, um, fantastic to be back. Fantastic. Thank you so much for tuning in again if you've been with us from the start if you picked up along the way or if you are listening for the very first time welcome to the bath rugby plug you found us which is fantastic at bath rugby plug wherever you get your podcasts and please do share it with your friends we're also available on social media um, the social media hibernation is over and we're available at bath rugby plug all over social but particularly on twitter and bath rugby plug at gmail.com if you do want to get in touch with us via email expect a response in 30 to 60 working days um tom this is season five but it's not episode one of season five you snuck one in there under the radar a fantastic interview with johan van grand just how was that it was great i mean asking the questions is uh is, is much easier than i thought i was doing your job and he was doing the the insightful analysis for, for uh, so it was great. It was it was really good, and you know, credit to to Bath and and to to Lewis Hancock, who's head of comms at Bath, for kind of reaching out to us during a busy preseason schedule. And Johan Van Graan was out in a hotel room in in Jersey, zooming in to to talk to us. So yeah, the engagement from the club has been really good. We've been calling it been calling it for, since the start of this podcast, but over the last season or so, it's really. It's really picked up and the club were good enough to promote us on, on their website, etc. cetera. So, so th- thanks very much for that. And Johan actually said that he'd listened to, to a few of the, the episodes whilst he was out in Limerick prepping to, to come across the bar. So let's hope it was after the Bristol or Quinn's victories rather than some of the, the dark Saracens and, 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 and King's home days, because I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we'd, we'd, we'd be in the good books if, 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 if that were the case. 
Yeah, and I think he. It was interesting, Tom. As we as we get into the interview now, um, it was interesting because it's almost as though he was listening to us because a lot of the things that that he identified initially were things that we've been crying out for that that needed addressing. You know, I thought him saying that that fitness, defense, and the kicking game were were the first priorities that he had as as Bath head coach were were was reassuring you know it's not rocket science but it's still reassuring to to hear that 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 is the sort of main focus of of this pre-season and his main priorities what did, what what was your main takeaway from from the from from the half an hour you spent with with Johan i think i was impressed i i think there's a real sense of clarity there he he knows what we're missing and they're very very fundamental things as you say fitness defense and and kind of the downstream impacts that those two things have on things like set piece and and and, and ill discipline uh, it, was, it was clear it was concise you know i think he 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 is under no illusions that he has come in and he has to he, he's not working with a lot and he is he's having to build stuff back up from the, the bottom up it's very very fundamental and i think that's why he realizes he spoke about it being this season being the first stop on the the train journey. I don't think that's why we or he can realistically expect a massive change overnight. But but what we what we do want to see is, you know, not conceding four and a half tries uh, a game, 107 in a season, 40 points on more than 14 occasions, not just rolling over and and dying when and you know and having our bellies tickled when we start to concede a couple of points. They've been very clear, JP Ferreira and Van Gran two tries per game is is the target. Now, that's a big change. Fitness, not dying off after 40, 60 minutes, starting fast and being able to maintain it. You know, pre-season, the rumor is that it's been very, very hard from a fitness point of view. Dave Atwell gave an interview where he said that they'd all been taken to some very, very dark places in the in the 40-degree heat. He's thinking about injuries, thinking about injury prevention and, and the rate of attrition and, and retention. We had 35 40% of senior players unavailable at points last season. You think of some of the big name players, Anthony Watson, for example, who we did barely saw in seasons, Toby Palatal, these guys who are playing a lot, but just can't maintain it and, and, and get, and get, get these injuries. So he's brought in some new staff, Sarah Jenner, a nutritionist, um, and also a, a, another guy that he's worked with previously in, in kind of who, who worked with the, 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 in the sevens team for body composition. So I think he's, he's identifying a lot of the, the core things that we've been talking about, but he's actually taking steps now to address it practically. And that's what I think, that's what I think I was pleased about with, with Stuart Hooper and with Todd Blackadder. There was a lot of words. Um, I don't think it was as clear as, or concise. There was a lot of words, but it wasn't really backed up with action. I think we're starting to see this backed up with action already. And I think with his experience and pedigree, he's had at other clubs building a team with this style of play. I think that's the reason why Bath fans are encouraged. I was certainly encouraged by by listening to your interview. I, I thought it was fantastic, Tom. And um, yeah, I, I think it's clear, isn't it, that he's come into a club that that is at sort of the base, isn't it? And and he needs to sort of build build sort of a foundation. Um, and I think I think a few things that he he said that were kind of alluded to this and and. And, and make, gave me that impression. I think it was interesting that he referred to Bath in in previous seasons as 
as Bath, the club as Bath. And, you know, Bath had a high injury rate and Bath's defence was bad. And then when he was referring to the present and when he was referring to the future, he said us and we. And I thought that was interesting. He clearly does not want to be associated with with what went on. Not, not be associated, but I think he wants to draw a very clear line under what has happened previously and accept that this is kind of day one. When they came together July 11th, that's day one. They're starting on zero and, and that's where they're going to build from. Um, and I think he, he referenced the players as, as players that wanted direction. I think it's clear, isn't it, that he's coming in as, as, as almost like a messiah figure and, and he has the job of building, you know, a, a once great club back up to, to where it needs to be. And I think that starts from, from the absolute basics in, in what the, those areas you were saying, fitness and, and defence. And, and yeah, and I, I think it is going to be a long-term project. But, but I was, yeah, I mean, it's easy to be, you know, reassured and positive when you, when you listen to your new coach talk for half an hour on, on what he's doing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult. Um, but I do think that, that he's identified the right things. And I think that he's being much clearer and, and much more sort of to the point, no nonsense and, and, and no bullshit. And I think that is, comes across in interviews. And I oh. think it's more likely to come across in, in to the players as well. It's a family show and you've uh, already sworn 10 minutes into, into season five. So it's <laughs> a good start. I, yeah, I think... <laughs> I think it's fun. The only thing I the only thing I would say to play devil's advocate is that how many times in the mm. past seasons have we spoke about Bath rebuilding and going through a, a long term project? Vision was the, the word that was was always used in those 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 letters to to, to supporters. So we've spoken about rebuilding a well uh, a, a lot in the past. You know, it can be argued that it's a bit of a cop out, basically, to say you know give us time. But I think. I think this is different and it's backed up by some deeds that he's already put in place. I mean, for example, the other thing, the modernizing of the gym, the, the complete, you know, transformation of that, that space, bringing in much more um, up-to-date functional equipment like what bikes. And if you haven't seen a picture of Gabe Hammer-Webb in pre-season. Uh, different on, on different bike, Gabe to the one we've got on this podcast. For it's something, yeah, it's, it's something else. It's scary. It, you know, gave me nightmares. But yeah, modernizing that kind of thing, I think he's. I think I, th I think it's backed up with deeds, and I think also, unlike the previous management, he also has ex dem demonstrated experience of of being able to, to 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 put these things right. So yeah, I'm encouraged. He's making the right noises, as you say, but the proof will will be but, in the pudding. It's a competitive league, and you know the targets that they're setting themselves. They've got a long. It's they've got a long way to go from where we were last season. Yeah, we're going to do not rebuild. Like this team needs rebuilding from from the base up, and and we'll come on to how we think the season is going to go. But but I think, yeah, I, th I think it's going to be a, a long process, but but hopefully one where we've got at least one of the right men at the top. Anyway, yeah, I think it will be. And I think looking at the player group as well, we've got a a very young playing group now. We had guys last season who stood up in very very difficult circumstances and led the team. Max Joma. Tom de Glanville, uh, Orlando Bailey, Ewan Richards, Miles Reed, Josh Bayliss, a core of young homegrown talent that I think is, um, you know, from a long-term perspective, leaves us in a, in, in, in a pretty good place. You know, these are guys that aren't going to be lost to, to England and for internationals, hopefully can stay, stay fit, obviously being younger in their, 
being being less experienced and younger in their career. So if they're managed right, if if they get the right coaching, if the injury prevention stays stays good, I think the playing group is that he's got to work with is actually pretty strong, and we know that there are stars in that squad. So it's not all doom and gloom, and I I think I think we've got good reasons to be to be encouraged, but. That may all come crashing down on on Friday at, at, at Ashton Gate, and we'll be we'll come d- back down to reality with with a bit of a bang. That's not the test, yeah. I know we'll get on to it, but that's not the test of Friday night. It's not the test of Van Grad. Um, so, why don't we before we we get into Friday night and, and talking about the season and, and the preseason games that we've seen? Let's just get listeners caught up from sort of the time we left them in whenever it was, um, end of May, start of June, to now, since you before you did the, the preseason podcast. There's been a bit of news that everyone should kind of get caught up with. Rem- a few reminders. I think I needed to remind myself of a few bits of news. Um, the first thing, Tom, you know, not good news at all from from the England, um, the England tour, England's tour of Australia and then Basque still club captain Charlie Yules uh, with an ACL injury in training for England which rules him out for um, for many months Tom what 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 sort of impact will this have on Bath season you've got to feel on a personal level pretty gutted for him I mean he he, he had a he didn't have the best season last season did he he was clearly hurting as a as a result of that um, and I, I feel for him because he's not going to get the opportunity this season to to, to try and put it right and to, to 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 influence a bit of a a bit of a turnaround for the squad. So yeah, I'm, you've got to feel incredibly sorry for him. Another injury with England, another serious lower leg, lower limb injury, um, and he's going to be gone for most of the season. And I think now that Dave Atwood signing is looking pretty pretty shrewd because I think in a Johan Van Grand team he will fit in <coughs> quite nicely. <coughs> Excuse me, he'll fit in quite nicely if he can if he can stay fit. They've obviously recruited Quinn Roo from um where did he come from? Did he come from South Africa? From Toulon. Toulon. Oh, from Toulon. South African though as well, isn't he? From who were coming in from Toulon. Yeah. So 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 to well, address that, Tom, they they obviously dipped into the transfer market. Probably would have anyway, you know, second row was a uh, a position we were looking particularly thin in uh, and, and signed three possible replacements for Charlie Yules in that second row. Quinn Rue, as you say there, um, who spent seven years in Ireland, obviously a South African guy, 16 caps actually for Ireland. Michael Etete, a six foot seven lock, who impressed during pre-season, a sort of trial period who, who they signed on. And, and finally, GJ Van Veltzer, um, who can play second row or eight many years, of course, Bath fans will remember him at Worcester. So I want to pick one of those, uh, maybe not Quinn Rue, one of the other ones to, 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 to have a quick word on. Well, I think Atete looks like the sort of second row that we've, we've, we've been missing physicality wise. Mm. He, I think he was on with Leeds Tykes, I believe, and, and came across and did a, whatever, a three week trial period in Farley House. There are a few pictures posted to the social media account and everyone's asking, oh, who's that absolute monster in the huddle? And I think there was a little bit of a little bit of a slip up because they hadn't yet announced that he was doing that on publicly. And then he 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 was signed. So don't know too much about him. He looks to me, based on um pictures and a little bit of footage that I've seen from from Leeds days, that he's a pretty uncompromising runs hard tries to run through walls possibly not the best with ball in hand six foot seven so you'd expect him to be a handy handy line out forward um and i'd expect him to uh, I, I don't know i don't get a sense really for how ready he is to to come straight in 
But um, so I'd probably expect Quinn Rue to kind of, you know, be be the backup man to Atwood, to McNally, and to Ewan Richards, who all played second row. Um, no, but man, maybe maybe Peter Gunn-Meltzer. Um, yeah. Well, he actually captained one of the games, didn't he, in the preseason, yeah. which is which I thought was a bit interesting. Um, what is he? Thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, thirty. Well, I don't know how old he is, but um, yeah, he's he was seven years at Worcester. He was captain for all those captain. seven years. Yeah, quite quite remarkable. And obviously, before then, at Northampton Saints won the um, Premiership with Northampton Saints in his time there. And as you say. Yeah, he was co-captain with alongside Ben Spencer in the first preseason game against Coventry. So clearly, a guy that they think is going to bring some leadership, um, and a guy who who they think can can cover second row and and number eight. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how that one goes. Tom, one guy who might be sticking up Michael Etete in the lineouts, which is a job I wouldn't want to do, is Aranus Kutsia. Um, and I'm going to pass this one over to you as the, the tight head prop expert um, to tell us all you know about, about the 34-year-old Namibian. <laughs> so he was signed so he's from, 34 and uh, from, the, from the free state cheaters uh, on a short-term deal as cover in the tight head prop department for Darcy Ray and for Johannes Jonker, who I think both picked up knocks. I think Johannes Jonker is back available. I don't think Darcy Ray was involved in... In, in pre-season so I mean he looks like a big guy he I think he I saw it, he's listed as 122 kilos 187 um, he's 34 years old he's, he's experienced but I mean in a very very key position where we're going to be missing Will Stewart for a large part of the year obviously he he started for, for, for England in all those Australia games and is doing really really well growing into his England career and we you know we were one of the first people to pick him for the, that, that England shirt so we should say congratulations to him on that but we look light in that area yet again. Um, this guy's in that we've had another short-term injury replacement prop. How many of those have we had over over the time we've been doing this podcast? So, I mean, the signs are good. He's a he's a big, experienced prop, but I think in that key position, you know, one of the most key positions on the pitch, I'd have hoped for a little bit more planning in in that area. And when you're trying to play a game that's dominant set piece, um, you know, very very physical as Van Gran is that's a pretty key position. So we look like that, in my opinion. One man Bath fans and, and we know much more about who joined the, the fray this season, uh, for this season, a coaching addition, Tom, in John Callard, um, a Bath legend who, who has joined as kicking coach for, for Bath. Um, obviously played for Bath for, for many years, on the field, scored every point in our 1998 European Champions Champions Cup, Heineken Cup final win. Um, and then spent two years after that as Bath head coach. They don't go into too much detail about that. So I don't think that was the most successful period. Um, and then after that, has, has spent many more years sort of coaching, um, been in and around the England setup, was the kicking coach in the 2007 World Cup. Um, and has spent time um, with the England under twenties as, as head coach there, Tom. Um, you know, as kicking coach, how much influence is he going to have? Maybe a little bit, but fantastic, I think, for for Bath fans to to see a legend return to the club. Yeah, and, and you know, what better timing with the nineteen ninety eight style home kits that we that we we will get onto. I think 
Tom uh, Davenant, who's, who's going to be joining us a bit later in the podcast. And you probably should have mentioned that at the intro, G, but <laughs> Tom Davenant, who's, a, who's a, um, a big, big Bath rugby fan, very, very prominent on Twitter and a bit of a historian and, uh, and, and, and big fan of all things Bath rugby kit. So I'm sure he's going to have some views on the, the kit. But yeah, John Callow coming in. I was watching the, 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 the place kicking in the preseason games in the, in the highlights and both Piers Francis and Orlando Bailey were striking it very, very nicely. So whether he's already had an instant impact on those guys, I don't know, but yeah, kicking from hand going to be a massive part of, of this, of this new blueprint rubber they were playing. And obviously Orlando Bailey's kicking's really improved, but can be a bit up and down. So hopefully, hopefully nail that down and make that a little bit more, more consistent. Yeah, we will have Tom joining us a bit later on in the podcast. I absolutely should have mentioned that at the start. A little bit of rustiness from me on season five of the podcast. Match fitness. Bit of match fitness. I'm lacking match fitness. Um, could do with some Gabe Hamer web. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, we will be joined by him and we'll, we'll get into some predictions and, and some stuff with Tom shortly before we do come on to that tom a few thoughts on on kind of how the the pre-season has oh, I've, just, I've just realized one bit of news that we've not touched on go on and it's really dampened my spirits zach mercer well i didn't want to message you about it i thought about it and i thought do i ruin do i ruin his spirit i've just it's just occurred to me so zach mercer back going to king's home Mm. yeah very very difficult to take Zach Mercer obviously Bath Bath Stewart Bath fantastic player for, for a few years before he left for, for Montpellier um, it's returning to England won the league won the league got man of the match is an absolute killer has always been an absolute killer said that at the time and now Eddie Jones wants him back well why can't we have him back as well back to the southwest, but back to Gloucester of course pretty um, pretty tough news to take, Tom. But keeping things positive, let, let's look at Bath's pre-season. And, and two wins, the Coventry and Jersey Reds, were the results of the game. Tom, did you have any thoughts generally on, on how you think pre-season has, has, has panned out? I think it's always pretty difficult to take much from, from, from the pre-season results. I mean, we, we filled two 215s for the respective half. So there's a lot of chopping and changing, as you often see. But I think versatility will be a bit of a feature of, of what we see from Jürgen Grand. I think with the schedule being so intense, you know, the whole season over 38 weeks, too shorter than, than, than last season, which felt intense in itself. We won't get a game off until the 11th of, of November in the premiership. So, you know, there are the good reasons for that around the, around the world cup, but I think part of that and to address some of the injury issues that we've had, we will see a lot of players, a lot of players moving about. And I think signings like Matt Gallagher, for example, Chris Colette as well, who can who can play in different areas of their respective position groups, I think will be will be will be important for that. In terms of the games, I'll let you cover Jersey because you 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 had a quiet night in that night and on that Friday night and watched watched the whole game. But for Coventry, I mean we had a bit of a slow start, didn't we? We 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 got into our work a little bit more in the second half. I thought Yaku Kutsia looked like a bit of a bit of a beast, and they didn't really want to be tackling him. He had a couple of really good carries and put Ben Spencer in for a for a try. And I thought Gabe Hamel Webb also was was quite impressive from from what I see. I mean, he looks in phenomenal shape. He he was he was running hard lines on the on the wing and and, and breaking tackles. So I think he could be he could be one to watch this season. He could be pushing for 
for a place in that in that starting that starting team alongside well or behind Mio McConaughey and, and fucking Seager. He's, oh, he set up a fantastic try in the Jersey Red game, gave him away with a with a chip chase gather an inside ball to to Max Green. I was just slightly concerned about how heavily strapped his knee was. It was really heavily strapped, and he was, you know, he he was he was running nicely, but he was, I don't know whether it was sort of restricting his walking the way it's been strapped. But yeah, I just I just don't like to see that particularly in preseason. But yeah, you're right. I did um, spend last Friday night in and watched. Uh, he's, obviously, he's obviously been going too hard on that what bike. Yeah, clearly. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I parted with ten hard-earned pounds for the privilege of the oh. Jersey Red stream, where the commentators didn't know many things about Bar. But it was, you know, it was well worth it to watch the boys have a seventeen thirty-eight um, victory. A, a good game. Looked great to be there. Lots of lots of Bath shirts there. I was really impressed with with the travelling support. I don't know if there's lots of Bath fans on the island or just many people have made the weekend of it because there seems to be plenty of Bath fans and they were treated to a good display. I thought in the first half in particular, Bath was, Bath was just so dominant and, and Beno Urbano was was just clearly the outstanding player on the pitch. In the loose, I think he got the first try, but he, his carrying was, was just so much more abrasive, so much more powerful, more effective than, than all of the other Bath forwards Jersey got off the line it was needle they were up for it Rob Webber the DOR former bath man had, had got them up for it and they were flying off the line and and McNally Atwood these boys were, were taking big hits behind behind the game line often um but but whenever you know whenever Benno got the ball it was just a different story I thought I thought he was phenomenal and the bath pack were were good in general and at scrum time Tom it was a treat you'd have loved it Benno got stuck in properly to, to the Jersey tight head on, on the evening. And I think I think they did actually get a penalty their way, but I think there were five or six scrum penalties on Benno's side, which which made it almost impossible for, for Jersey to compete. And, and and frankly, their discipline was pretty poor for, for, for most of the game. You know, the second half was a little bit more disrupted. Lots of substitutions, particularly by Bath. Um, quite confusingly, didn't have substitute numbers so they were just coming on in starting numbers so it was quite difficult to follow um and 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 and, and the game did become a little bit more disruptive we did see that that fantastic max green try set up by Webb that i referenced a couple of other points tom from the game you know big mac returned i thought that was so great to see first carry meters made first kick out on the full so rusty but but good to see good to see good to see Big Mac and Chai back um, God we, we have missed him and, and I think actually the you know maybe even the player of the match Benno, I, Benno didn't go quite as long as this guy was, was Chris Clurter I thought he was he was excellent and I think it was really interesting Tom when we spoke, when we talk about your interview with with Johan yeah. Van Gran you asked about Chris Clurter and the first thing he said was he's quick and you know it's not really something I've thought about this game but but he, he absolutely is and he's just sort of everywhere um, like he's always in and around the ball, in and around the ruck, in and around the breakdown. Um, and it, it, you know, in a game that was at times disjointed and 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 dominated by the forwards, I thought he 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 was he was almost a standout for me. You know, I saw lots of him, and and I think he's going to be have a really really big season. Yeah, he looks immense, doesn't he? He looks he looks a bit of a menace around the break ground as well. 
Um, you look at his kind of some of his highlights videos from from Munster when he's right over the ball, very very powerful and and strong and hard to hard to get out of that that jackal position. And then when he gets ball in hand, as you say, incredibly quick acceleration and can 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 hurt you with 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 ball in hand. So I'm excited to see him play. I think probably out of all the guys that are, are coming in, and let's be honest, it's it's uh, in the, in the salary cap world, etc. And, and, and the squeeze on on that, I think. There aren't not many clubs bringing huge names. Um, I think out of everyone that we're we're bringing in, he's probably the guy that I'm I'm most excited to see get out. And you know, the reality is we're not going to have Sam Underhill for much of this season, and I think he will be he will be important to 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 that back row, particularly given that last season we really missed the Jackaler. So pleased that he went well. Two wins, no injuries. I think that's a successful yeah. successful preseason. Yeah, and the injury list looking 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 pretty tidy as well. I mean, Bath again released released an injury report, and 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 most guys back really. I mean, Tom Ellis back in action, available selection. Johannes Jonker, Jonathan Joseph picked up a bit of a. He, he came off against Jersey, just a minor knee injury, but he he's he's being monitored ahead of, of Bristol Bears. Um, McConaughey, Muir, both back. Miles Reed very close. Quinn Rue with concussion, but hopefully that will be he'll be back soon. Joanne Schumann, a guy that we haven't spoken about for ages on the loose head side, he'll be he'll be he's available for selection and also Max Wright. So other than the kind of longer term guys that we've mentioned, so um Charlie Yules, Darcy Ray, and obviously the England guys that we 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 are missing, we're looking in pretty pretty good health from an injury point of view. Certainly are, Tom. Um right, before we get on to the next section of the podcast, we are going to be joined by a Bath fan guest, and that is going to be Tom Davin. I absolutely should have introduced this at the start but we are going to try throughout the season to um, introduce more fans of Bath obviously onto the podcast um, to sort of freshen up as and when we feel so fit so let's throw it now um, as we welcome in Tom Davenet to the Bath Therapy Plug and there he is delighted to be joined by a huge Bath fan Tom Davenet joined me and Tom which provides us with a bit of a challenge so we're going to go with dabs um dabs i hope that's okay with you mate nice to nice to finally have you on yeah good to be here some i've listened to the pod for a few years so yeah it's good to be involved yeah great to have you on i wondered kind of if you give the listeners um a little bit of an insight into the history of kind of your bath fandom and and how it started and kind of how it's kind of maybe picked up recently or, or whatever yeah absolutely so after growing up um rugby was always on the tv um in the house my dad's a, a big rug a big rugby man um my earliest sort of rugby memory is a 2003 world cup um sat there on the floor in front of the tv looking around at my dad and he's starting to say for crying his eyes out <laughs> um i think i've only ever seen my dad cry twice ever um in my 28 years of on the earth and that was one of them <laughs> um and yeah he's always been a big bath supporter and it sort of just brushed off on me to be honest um I wouldn't have it any other way but yeah it's just family orientated I can remember my first game oh, I couldn't tell you the year but it was in the <clears throat> what would have been the Anglo-Welsh Cup against Sale um and I can remember sort of Ben Cohen was on the wing for them they had Jason Robinson um Sebastian Chabal and Bath had people like Joe Maddock, Nick Abendanen, and I just that was my first trip to the wreck and I just fell in love with it and never looked back. Well, it's great to have a, a like-minded 
Bath fan on the podcast. I think for this section, we just kind of go go through um, a few predictions um, for the upcoming season, get a few thoughts from yourself, Dabs, and, and then maybe a few from me and Tom, although after four seasons, listeners are probably pretty tired of those thoughts. Um, <laughs> but we kind of reached out to, to onto social media. and we, we rarely get too much of a, a response, to be honest. But as soon as we, we said that you were coming on, there was plenty of questions. Um, so um, I'll hit a few towards you now. Yeah. And the first one comes from the club itself which is um, a pretty great honour and, and they ask which signing are you most excited to see in action for, for Bath this season? Well, that's quite tough to be honest um, I've always been a bit of an admirer of Niall Annett um, he's always stood out at Worcester um, I, th- I think I'm right in saying he didn't miss a line out throw in the league last year apart from that game against us on the final day um, <laughs> So um, I'm quite looking forward to seeing him play. He's a solid operator and I think he'll push Dunny quite hard for the two shirt. But for me, having seen highlights of him, it's going to be um, Chris Cluter. Um, we've we've missed that dynamism over the ball. Um, as good as Sam Undeal is, I don't think he's got that sort of Francois Lowe type jackal yeah. to his game, um, which Chris has. So yeah, I think Chris Cluter's good around the pitch as well so yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do yeah I think you won't have obviously listened to the the little intro that myself and Tom did earlier but we were we were sort of 10 minutes ago in podcast time only sort of discussing how excited we were about the the um the signing of Chris Glurter so to certainly echo that Tom I don't know if you had someone else that that stood out Maybe I'll mention two guys quickly that were were uh, our, our new signings to the senior squad. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Orlando Bailey and Max Adroma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing them in uh, uh, as senior players uh, running, running out of blue, black and white. Tell, tell you what I'm looking forward to seeing, and I, I actually don't know where he is or what's going on with him, but, but where is Darren Atkins? He's not on the injury report. He's in the confirmed squad, and he wasn't in any of the... The, the 15s that we um, put put out so yeah free Darren Atkins but um, yeah he will certainly feel like a, a new signing uh, when he when he next take the field uh, is, he on, is he not on the replacement list? I don't think so I don't remember seeing him involved and he's not on the injury report where is he? <laughs> where is he? another question for you Dabs was re- regarding the the stash that, that Bath have released this summer. Um, and yeah, we've, we're starting to build a bit of a relationship with the club, but they obviously don't realise that we record uh, on a Monday evening because they dropped the European kit whilst we're recording the, 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 the first section of this podcast. But, but Dabs, I wondered what you thought of the, the home kit, um, the away kit, and, and I don't know if you've had a chance really to, to have a look at the European kit. So first of all, the home shirt, is, the home kit is just sensational. I think it is spot on. It is what to me what a bath shirt should look like. Um, yeah, it's it's smart. You've got the throwback to '98 with a, like a modern twist to it. it is, I, I can see that flying off the shelves. I hope they've ordered enough because you know it's gonna it's gonna fly. It yeah, it's definitely the first top of my list. The first one I'm gonna buy out of the three. Um, the away shirt is an interesting one. I'm glad it's not white because um, I think the white has been done to death. 
Um, everyone obviously hopes for a yellow away shirt, um, but obviously that's not happened this year. But when we had a grey shirt from Canterbury a few years ago, I lived in it. Um, so it's got some nice patterning to it. So I think I need to see it in the flesh, but it look, it looks smart enough. Um, it's probably my least favourite out of the three, but it is still a nice looking shirt. And then, yeah, the Euro shirt was uh, dropped tonight. It's hard. The press release said it was navy, um, but with the lighting in the release video, it's hard to. It looks more black. So again, you're gonna have. To, I'm gonna think I'm gonna have to see it in the flesh. But I like the the blue trim to it. And it's just very plain, very smart, and it's simplistic. And sometimes those shirts are the best. Sounds like you're. Sounds like you're gonna have all three then. Most probably, yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think the wife's gonna like it. Um, but I, I, at some point, I will have all three. Pro- probably by Christmas. Have to up, have to upsize and uh, get a spare room just for bath rugby stash. By the sounds of things. Yeah, that's it. You you go in our wardrobe. There's just shirts everywhere. You can't yeah. get anything else in there. So. Yeah, I think I'll be. I'll definitely be investing in the home kit as soon as it's yeah. available. It's not available to buy yet, but I think Tom, you were saying just before we started recording that. Macron should be getting their act together and, and getting it in the getting it supplied to buy on, on shelves soon. Yeah, so um I had I've had really good open dialogue with someone from the marketing department at the club all the way through the uh the launch process, knowing there's gonna be delays and whatnot. Um but the last I heard was Macron had planned to deliver replica kit today. Um and the original plan was it would be in store at some point tomorrow and then online on Wednesday whether that's happened I don't know I have asked the question I'm just waiting to get an answer back I'll well, ask us live live from our stash correspondent there so. <laughs> <laughs> I agree I, I well, the home gets a stunner it's, yeah. it's brilliant. I think across the board they're all good but what on earth was friend of the podcast Max Joma doing in the release video <laughs> he kind of he kind of does yeah. some little jig and dance it's, it's a homage um, it's the bread. What's that club in in Bath Comedia? I bet he's been. I bet he's been in there a few times, uh, shifting those moves, and I'm sure it's not done him many favors. It's it's a it's a tribute to the departing Brent Van Rensburg. It can only be that the iconic office <laughs> clip of David Brent. That can only be what he what he's thinking. Yeah, I think I think the shirts are all all really nice. I think the grey European shirt that we had last year, which we didn't see a lot of is actually really nice and almost nicer than the grey away shirt that they've released this season. And and the kits are nice, but yeah, I'm not I, I just love it when they release like the long sleeve cotton versions. I that's sort of the only shirt really this day that I'm I'm gonna be buying. The home, so the home shirt's gonna be cotton as well though. Yeah, well if, if they get when they release those home cotton shirt then yeah, it's game over. I'll be I'll be straight on it. So um yeah, yeah, the the home shirt in particular, like they teased some stuff, didn't they, with with it being throwback to to '98. You know, the, the employment of John Callard, for example, the the few photos that they put out. So, um, yeah, the 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 home shirt is 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 really really nice. Um, enough on on stash, although we could probably as a three talk about it um, for hours. Let's get into the sort of crux of the season and, and Dabs as a, as a guest, why don't you lead us off kind of before you get into any sort of predictions, how do you see this, this season panning out? Um, to be honest, better than last, it's got to be. I can't, I don't <laughs> see us being in a, the same situation again. Um, 
even from watching the preseason game against Jersey on Friday, our sort of fundamentals and bread and butter just look more solid. We looked well drilled. Um, and I think with a man like Johan in charge, who's trying to install this vision um, and clarity in, into the club, I think it, we, the only way is up. Um, I'm not expecting miracles, but as long as we're more competitive this side of Christmas, then I will be more than happy. Yeah, I'm not sure we can be less competitive, can we, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> it would take it would take some doing. No, I, I agree. I think we've on the coaching side, it's an improvement. It's there's experience, there's credibility there, impressive CVs for Van Gran and Ferreira. Joe Maddock, who we've not really mentioned, John Callard, see both ex Bath guys, relatively untested uh, at Premiership level, Hatley and Charteris under pressure on the on the coach on, on the coaching side. You know, it's it's not gonna happen overnight. We've lost some very experienced guys in Anthony Watson, Toby Falatouse, and Mesa Rocadaguni. We didn't see a huge amount of some of those guys. And I do like the young green tinge that we've got to the squad, but it's, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's a, it's a competitive league. We're not going to be able to make these big fundamental changes overnight. But I, I, I do think that, you know, if we can stay injury free, and that's going to be very, very important. You know, when I when I look at the squad, just very briefly, we've got only two senior fly halves in Bailey and Piers Francis. Ben Spencer's such a key man. He's probably going to be leading the team, um, captaining with, with Charlie Ewells away. A lot is on his shoulders. If we lose Ben Urbano and Will Stewart to England or one of those guys gets injured, again, we're looking quite light in, in those departments too. So if we can say injury-free and we can get the grunt that we need from the likes of Atwood, Colote and, and, and Niall Anna in terms of signings, I do think we can get back ahead of Worcester. I mean, not to go into that, London Irish, Newcastle, <laughs> Bristol, maybe Wasps. But I'm not expecting a full transformation. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I kind of thought maybe one of you would be optimistic. I just, someone's got to be, because I'm, I'm struggling to be sort of that optimistic. Are people expecting this to like go really quickly up? I don't know. I'm so, I just don't think I am. I, I think the real kind of impact that Van Graan will be able to have will be next summer, in my opinion. I think that he's come in and he's got so little time with these guys. And I think the pre-season and the season as a whole is just going to act as a sort of, um, sort of like a period where he can evaluate what he needs to change. He's obviously made some changes over the summer, but in my opinion, as I've, as I've stressed loads of times, not sufficient changes, particularly in that coaching department. And I think that it's going to be a really, really difficult season again. I th- I just can't see us having kind of that quicker uh, a turnaround. I think we're lacking depth up front. We're lacking depth at number eight. Lacking depth in so so many key areas. Ball carrying number eight, and and I, I think the league is so tough. Like who who's going to be that much worse than they were last season? It's difficult to tell. And, and we were so far. Well, not so far, but we were pretty. Comfortably, us and Worcester, the worst teams in the league last season. And I think Van Graan will be able to do some things this summer and I think it will improve as the season goes on. But I think next season, and I, you know, it's really difficult to say, but next season and next summer will be the, the test of what he can change, in my opinion. It's going to be a long-term project. You know, we, we said earlier, it's the, it's the first stop on, on the train. I, th- I think, I disagree. I think he has, he has changed a lot. I mean, 16 players in... 14 players out, um, bringing in JP Ferreira, a guy with a proven track record in defence. I think I think we will see improvement. 
I think will be better than, than than Worcester. I think there's a good chance to be better than Newcastle. I look at those squads. There's not a there's not a great deal in there that I'm I'm worried about. London Irish. They're a bit of an enigma, but you know I'm not sure if their momentum they show with their playing group is is sustainable. Bristol will get onto them, but I think they're on a bit of a downward trajectory. Wasps. We know about the issues at that club financially. How will that feed into what they do on the the pitch given the attendances they get at the Rico? So I think there's teams that we can we can we can pick off. And if you look at the table last season to get to and the season before to get to eighth place you need about 10 wins out of 24 I think that has to be the target for me any more is a bonus and I think the other way to measure success will be that against top opposition and away from home we need the scorelines to be more respectable we can't concede a couple of tries early on and then roll over and concede 40-50 points that needs to be closer defence needs to be better I think those two things will be will be how we look back on the season and 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 and, and measure um, measure how this season has gone but the job won't be done at that point I agree with you on that so Dabs what what do you think is acceptable I think Rob Jones on Twitter got in touch with us to ask what's an acceptable finishing position for Bath and then what do you think they will finish where do you think they'll finish in the league um, it's a tricky one I think acceptable would be anywhere in the top nine let's say so above Worcester above Newcastle and then you're looking at potentially Wasps are going to be in a bit of trouble Um, come on (laughs) and um, so I think I I think top eight and Champions Cup is achievable Um, we won't obviously like we've alluded to nothing's going to be perfect this year um, top eight is definitely achievable. If we can make the wreck a fortress again, uh, we're halfway there. Um, defense is going to be so much better with JP Ferreira. Every time I've watched Munster play when he's leading their defense, they've just been relentless. And so, yeah, top eight's definitely achievable. I hope we can get top eight, but I think I would, I would take being not being in the bottom three, uh, to be honest, for this first <laughs> season. Tom, what about you? I'll stick with what I said. I think I think ten wins, eighth place. That's gotta be gotta be gotta be the target. I mean I had I had eleventh down. I think eleventh or tenth are most likely result. I think the things that need to change are gonna take time. And I think I think the lead's strong. Um and yeah, I think that it's gonna be tough. Um so yeah, I, I think I, I, I ended up going with 10th, but I can see it being 11th. So we've got eight for me, 10 for Dabs and 11 for you. This is uh, doom and gloom, isn't it? For this? <laughs> well, when I say I think top eight's achievable, I mean eighth, you know. That's gonna be, <laughs> I don't think it'd be anything above that, but... And yeah, I, I think I'm, yeah, I'm certainly one of extremes sometimes. I think that's the first year in, in five years that I haven't predicted a top four finish. Well, I thought about it, but I thought. Oh, that could be that could be the reason. The, <laughs> the, the, the minimal credibility that we still have would would be gone at that point. Let's try and spin it a bit more positive, Tom. Who do you think um, will turn out as player of the season come the end of the season? Oh, I'd forgotten you'd asked me to prep this. Um, oh. Is this for me or for Dabs? Do you want to go first, Dabs? Well, oh, okay. Then throw me under the bus. Yeah. Um, Player of the, I think the usual suspects will be there, like uh, Will Muir, Ben Spencer. Um, they'll be there. Um, an early prediction. 
Well, I'll, I'll lead us off, and I think it's important not to not to overthink this one. Um, and I think the player of the season that we've all got in mind is Ben Spencer. I think he's going to be yeah. he's going to be so pivotal, isn't he? And particularly if he if he ends up captaining a lot of the season, um, he's key. I think he's probably our best player, and I think he is the most likely candidate to be. Um, player season Tom I don't know if you've had a chance to think of any of anyone else. No, I think he'll as I said I think he'll fit really well under this 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 style of play um with this with his kicking game and his, his game management I'll, I'll I'll go a little bit a little bit more left field then I will I think it's a guy that we haven't got a lot of depth there I think he's looked quite good in in pre-season I think he's a guy that we need to stand up we saw, G, to your pleasure, what Nathan Hughes did um, as a as a ball carrying number eight last season. So I think if this guy can give us the go forward, I think he could he could have a good season. I'm not saying say more potentially a bit of a surprise package, a bit of a guy that we look back and say he had a good he had a good season. We didn't know how good that he was. So I'll go I'll go Yaku Kutsia for for a bit of a bit of a surprise, but I think a guy that if he gets into some form, I think he could be he could be he could be quite key to our. Are you know the effectiveness of us ball in hand? Dabs, is there a surprise package that, that you had in mind um, for for the upcoming season? Someone that you think that is not on the radar necessarily of, of Bath fans at this point, but but in a few months' time and come the end of the season, we'll be slap bang in the middle of the radar. Um, to be perfectly honest, I think Gabe Hamer Webb. Mm. Um, just because we've lost, obviously, we've lost Rocco, um, Anthony Watson. We're going to be Short, short on wingers because Roy McConaughey, as much as I love him, he's been injured a lot lately. Um, you know, so I think he's looked really good in preseason. He, from what I've seen um, of the photos from training as well, he he looks like he's bulked up a bit and he's yeah, and he's look he's looking sharp. Um, I don't know if you you boys saw it, his little chip in chase and then yeah, offload to Max Green against Jersey. That was just one of those moments where you just look at it and go fair play you know it, it was straight straight out of his um back pocket um but i've been saying all summer him and yako kutz here i think they're gonna have big i'm expecting big seasons from them so yeah i go game gabe hamer webb bit of, bit of agreement now i'll go someone slightly different i think uh, someone that i think is gonna have a, a big a big role um to play this this season and, and, and in the words of some mix a lot and baby got back. I think it's time for me to admit that I like Will, but I cannot lie. <laughs> I um, yeah, I'm a big big fan of of Will, but I think that he's a, a go forward um, centre that that we yeah. need um, that that Johan Van Grand's going to want. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm partly excited to say that, and partly because I think he's got a, a big season surprise package. Um, big will but um, we just if, if we can get game time I mean but yeah. Max Gomez is obviously one of the first names on the team sheet now Jonathan Joseph uh, re-signed obviously experienced player Cam Redpath really good to see him back from injury as well Max Wright just back as well so there's plenty of there are plenty of centres and he he's a different option so it's whether he can actually get some consistent game time and they did play him on the wing quite a lot last season as well so whether we start to see a little bit of that yeah I want him at centre I want him carrying I think at 13 um, yeah, big season for Big Will Butt. Um, maybe he'll feature in the game on Friday night against um, Bristol as we move on to talk a little bit about 
this game. Um, Bristol, of course, 10th in the league last season, 10th, the dizzying heights that we're aspiring to be. Two wins for them in pre-season as well against Dragons um, and against Scarlets. And in a similar vein to Bath, uh, you know, high turnover in their squad. Notable outs include John Arfoa, Dave Atwood, of course, coming to Bath and Nathan Hughes once of Bath. And then notable ins, 14 ins in total. Ellis Genge returning to the southwest. AJ McGinty at fly half. Um, and Gab Zibatoye, formerly of Harlequins, of course, returns to the Premiership for Bristol. Um, Dabs, I'll throw to you first. What, what, what do you think we can expect, uh, Ashton Gay? Are you going to the game on Friday? Yes, I am. Yeah, I'll be there Friday. Yeah, what what can we? I think yeah. myself and Tom are both planning on being there. What can we? What can we expect on Friday night? Do you think, apart from a, a half a half full stadium? Half empty, Apart from a load of red seats, um, I think. <laughs> on a, you, you know, you know what you're going to get from Bristol. Um, they like to try and attack from anywhere. Um, if they get close to the, if they get a penalty which they can kick. Uh, to touch, they're going to do it, and they're going to try and maul you. So it's it's hard. You've just got to not got to close them down and not give away silly penalties. Because the minute you give them field position, you, you're not you're going to be on the back foot for the majority of the game. Um, it's you just never know. Bath Bristol is is going to be a toughie. Hopefully, it'll be a ding dong. Hopefully, we're not going to roll over like we have done in previous years at Ashton Gate because there is nothing more embarrassing than being laughed at after your team have been hammered at Ashton Gate. Um, so I'm hoping for a really abrasive game, something that's going to keep us on the edge of our seats, but hopefully, obviously, a bath win. And with a bonus point would be lovely, but <laughs> I can't see it happening, but it'd be lovely. It would be bloody lovely. Tom, what do you think we can expect when we make the trip to, um, to Ashton Gate? Well, it's the third time, isn't it, in four seasons that we've we've drawn Bristol first. And I, I, let me paint a bit of a picture of the Bristol demise. I mean, as you say, they were they were tenth <laughs> they were tenth last season. They dropped from first in the league the prior season, so that's the biggest fall out of any any team in, in league position last year. They also finished the season very poorly. So only four wins from the in the second half of the season from those twelve games. And our own record against them last season was actually pretty good. I mean, we had a close game with the Ashton Gate early on in the season. Could have probably won that. And obviously had that great comeback and win at the wreck. So, you know, the, the defence is a real, real issue for them. In fact, only us and, and Worcester conceded more tries than them last season. So they brought in Jordan Crane as defence coach. He's got nearly as much to do as JP Ferreira, but with much, much less experience. So I think with... Ellis Genge missing, which I think is key because he's he's a he's a killer. He's one of the best props in the world. I think with him missing, uh, I think we've 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 got a good chance to put them under pressure in the pack. They've lost John Fur as well. It's key experience in that in that front row division. AJ McGinty's been brought in. That's a very good signing. And I wonder if under him they will play quite as loose a game as they used to under under Callum Sheedy. But I do expect it still to be quite free free flowing playing in the, the wide channel. So it is an early test for JP Ferreira's defence. But I think if we can be physical, if we can play with decent speed and fitness for 80 minutes with this newfound fitness that we've we've got, if we can kick intelligently and win the territorial game, I think there's a good chance that they become a bit rash in front of their their home fans, try and play from anywhere, and that that could 
could could play into our hands. So I'm quite confident. I I, I I fancy it. I've talked myself into it there, but I I can see I can see us making it pretty tough for them, making them make mistakes, being much more clinical and accurate than than and probably pragmatic and boring than we've been previously. I can see I can see us sneaking the win. If we win, I'll take pragmatic and boring every day. Absolutely. Oh yeah, give me give me pragmatic and boring. Tom, you're starting to talk me into it. What sort of a, a team do you think we can expect Bath to field? Loads well, of people fit as you as you highlighted earlier. Um, where do you think Johan's going to go with his first proper team selection? So first fifteen. So if I read out the eight, I've I've jotted down shout if you, you disagree. So I think Beno Abano, Tom Dunn, and Aaron Oscuts here. I think we'll see at tight head with Ray still out injured and, and Yonker only only just back. Stuart won't be available. Josh McNally and Dave Atwood. I think that that for me is what I would what I would go with. That would give him the chance against his his former club. And then Josh Bayless, six, Chris Galote, seven, with Reed just on the fringe of being available, but not for Friday. And then Yaku Kutsir at eight, I think, rounds out, rounds out the pack for me. Yeah, I mean, I'd quite like to see Richards in there myself at lock instead of Atwood, but they won't do that. No, I think I think it's the right call against have have him on the bench coming on coming on can play in the back row as well. I didn't give out what a chance. He's a mobile guy, you and Richards. So I think coming on or coming off the bench should be a good shame. And then in the backs, I've I've gone for uh, Ben Spencer, brackets, Orlando Bailey, um, Big Mac and tries, Max Ajoma, Jonathan Joseph, if fit. Um, I think it, it, it looks like he's going to be touch and go. If not, you could see probably Cam Redpath come in or maybe your boy, your boy Will Butchie and then Will Muir on the other wing and and the Glamble at the Glamble at fullback. So no Cam Redpath to start the bar. I think Max Jomo he, he's, he's got to be in, and I think yeah, I think I think I think I'd still have Jonathan Joseph at at, at thirteen. And it's, it has to be big Will Butt. It's not Will Butt. It's got to be big Will Butt. It's big got to be Butt. Big Butt. All right. Big but um yeah, it's very difficult, isn't it? Red path. He's so so quality. Um and who do you have on the wing? Sorry, McConaughey and um, yeah. yeah, McConaughey's got, got a lot of rugby. But for me, those guys got enough credit in the bank to to, to get in ahead of Gabe Hammer Webb, but I expect to see him come off the bench. Big Joe? Oh, he's in England, wasn't he? He won't be available, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully that team can turn over Bristol um, on Friday night. If you are going, um, enjoy the game. Hopefully we can get a victory and, and start the season off properly. Um, Tom, thank you for joining me. Tom, thank you for joining me. Uh, makes my thank yous very, very easy. <laughs> we'll have you back on throughout the season, along with some other Bath fans that were hoping to get involved in the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Season five is well and truly in the swing of things we'll be back next week to talk about our experience at ashton gate um, and to bring you all things blue black and white as always season one two three four and now five stick behind the boys through thick and thin.